stage, it don't make sense Cause I'm myself today Same old me in the night time And my mind is in a state that the stars wouldn't follow And you're so bright I might melt in your pocket You wanted our love to be a bond I dropped it Not much room in your pocket I've got a condition and I'm not sure what to call it I'm not sure what to call it Ooh, the doctor doesn't know what to call it The preacher doesn't know what to call it My friends don't know what to call it My father doesn't know what to call it Hello, I'm welcome back to Shane the Good People podcast The twin project to Shane the Good People show that happens monthly at Pete's Candy Store. I'm Shay, and everybody else is the good people. No, I'm Shayna Blass, and we have a really fucking awesome interview today with Peter Baldwin, one of my favorite, 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 favorite musicians of all times. It's a wee bit chilly in the studio, so I wrapped myself in a shawl, and I feel very, very wise, very... um, I know why this makes me feel like an old Jewish woman. I also feel like my hands are really dry, but that's okay. You know what? It's fine. It's all fine. Oh, I'm, I'm slouching, slouching. Oh, stand up. This is how people respect you when you stand up straight. Back to the interview. So <laughs> I'm pretty woo-woo, wacky, crazy over here this afternoon, but that's okay. We, this is like one of my favorite things to do to come into Brooklyn. Well, I live in Brooklyn. I live kind of close to here, but I'm not staying in Brooklyn this week. I'm staying at my mom's apartment, but, uh, just to come to Bed-Stuy and talk to musicians that I really like, uh, Peter and I haven't known each other for too long, but when we played our first gig together, I said, I want you on my shows <laughs> and so back to back, put him on two shows and, He's doing some more shows in Brooklyn that you can go see him play or in New York. Actually, I don't think it's in Brooklyn, um, but we talk a lot about spirituality. We talk a lot about his songs. Um, I think I think you're really going to fall in love with Peter. It's very, very easy to do. He's super kind. He's super cute. He's super warm, open, lovable, just an all around really good guy. And 15 days, he said, 15 days of no cigarettes, which is huge. I mean, I'm just in awe of anyone who just quits anything. I mean, I, I haven't been drinking for two years now, but it's still hard. And anyone who's like, hey, I stopped doing this thing, whatever habit that they didn't like doing, hey, I stopped doing this thing for, you know, a couple of days, a week, two years, five years, 10 years, I'm always blown away and floored. It takes a lot of courage to <laughs> stop doing something that you liked doing, even though it's really bad for you, and then you stop doing it, that takes a lot of courage. So I'm really proud of him, and I just love Peter, and I think you will too. So here's my episode, Shay and the Good People. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at Shay and the Good People. Here's my interview with Peter Baldwin. Don't 
my life to go to waste I can't take the disappointment Feel like my soul is on display And everyone takes notice I'm like chocolate in the way It's claustrophobic And I just might melt away In the heat of it all Hey, you guys. What's up? Welcome back, everybody, to <laughs> Shay and the Good People podcast. Uh, this is the podcast portion of the show, Shay and the Good People, that we do at Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg. And I'm so fucking excited to introduce a friend, someone I am a huge fan of, Peter Baldwin. Thank you so much for Thank being you. on the pod. Thanks for having me on the pod. Of course. And being on the show, we did, uh, we, I, I talk about this on the, like, I listened back to our recorded episode of the Shay and the Good People. And I was like, we met on the internet mm-hmm. through your OnlyFans. Yes. But, <laughs> no, no, just kidding. We were following each other on Instagram. It's free then, right now. Which one? My OnlyFans. It's, it's free? free right now. Oh my God. Yeah. Everybody go subscribe. Um, also follow Peter's page on Reddit. I feel like that's how most people get to OnlyFans exactly, is Reddit. Yeah. I don't know what Reddit is. Something men do um, <laughs> is Reddit. Um, no, but we we're following each other Instagram. And then you had, you just asked, hey, do you want to do like this bar gig at yeah. 68 J Street? Yes. And... I said, sure, because I'll gig anywhere I'll play. I'm always just trying to play whenever, wherever. And But we didn't know each other before that gig. And then we played. Your songs were incredible. Likewise. Uh, thank you. And then we were just chatting afterwards, and you were super cool. And I was like, immediately put you on two of my shows. Right away. <laughs> right away. I was like, this man's not getting away from me. <laughs> um, yeah, Shay and the Good People, and then I happen to have a Basement Social, which is my larger show, which I would like to bring back at some point. That show was awesome. Yeah, that was really fun. They thank, were both awesome. Thank you. Thank that you for cool. jumping in and improvising with me because we were waiting for a long time for a comic, for the final oh, comic. Yes. <laughs> so Basement Social is um, like a live band show. I have a house band, and I have musical guests and comics on the show, and an amazing comic that I booked. She just had a another it happens all the time like comics are just really fucking busy in new york and in brooklyn specifically and she had another gig before the show and was keeping me updated the whole time like i'm on my way i'm on my way i'm on my way i think it was this i think we're doing it saturday night too so like obviously traffic in bushwick i mean yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it or comedy let's not like talk about it. comedy rules new york entertainment yeah it's not like a, it's not really about music anymore. It's about comedy. Right. And I'm trying with Basement Social. I mean, I love comedy. I love knowing comics. Mm-hmm. I love going to comedy shows. And I also like having comics on the show with music because I think it's such a brilliant pairing. And it used to happen a lot more before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it just hasn't really come back. But um, yeah, comedy really rules. Did music ever rule Brooklyn? Were they kind of shared? I'm not a Brooklyn historian, but <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I, you were. I work in lower Manhattan and I feel like there were a lot more 
venues that were like singer songwriter venues and like yeah you know a lot more music shows that would happen a lot of live music is that are you seeing that because of the pandemic or just over time i think just over time when did you get to new york um it's a little bit confusing because i came here briefly in i think 2011 okay um but I only had a temp job, so I ran out of money, so I had to go back to Florida. To Florida. Uh, and then eventually came back here via Disney Cruise Line. What? Or maybe I should just say, like, a cruise ship, so you <laughs> don't get... So we uh, cut? Cut that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah. Via a cruise ship job, Whoa. which I got let go of on weird terms. And then I ended up staying in New York. Okay. Again. Were you playing, singing, acting on the? I was. I was. I was playing drums. Okay. Uh, and boy band, miking. Hell yeah. yeah! I wanted that. I can't probably <laughs> sing that. <laughs> a lot of Disney tunes. A lot of Pixar tunes. A lot of top forty stuff. Whoa! Mm -hmm. That's. Did you have costumes and stuff? Yeah, we had a disco costume for the 70s night. Um, Do you I forget. Have a we had some others too. Pull it up. There <laughs> <laughs> There's somewhere. Someone has a photo. I'll find Whoa, it. Whoa, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Hilarious. It was fun. Yeah. It was too fun. Yeah, too fun. And had to go back into Brooklyn and like get really serious. Get really, yeah. <laughs> get really serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting because there are still so many musicians and so many of us songwriters and or actors and or writers and or performers, entertainers that are not comics who are still here in the city who live here who want to. Yeah, you mean servers. <laughs> yeah, I mean bartenders. <laughs> yeah, servers and bartenders. <laughs> No, I mean caterers, yeah, caterers. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I do. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So like, why are we doing it? We, we did before we hopped on the mic, we were talking about dreams and mm -hmm. living dreams. You don't have city dreams. No, I, I <laughs> did. Maybe. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when I was, in my younger, like 18 to 22 years, I was in Orlando and I was very much involved with the music scene there. And it just seemed like a natural progression to go to New York and yeah. try to do it there. And I love New York City. Yeah. Um, sure. But I think now that I'm like in my mid 30s, I my dreams like of a good life are, are not yeah. in a city setting. Is that to do with quality of life here or just like not enough like music opportunities or just natural pace or something else that I didn't suggest? <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe maybe partially quality of life. I don't think it's a yeah. pace thing because if you put me like in a not city setting, I think I would probably lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Waiting in line. <laughs> to buy a bottle of water at a gas station. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd probably lose my shit. Yeah. But just uh -huh. like maybe a little less trash. Yeah. People nice. and yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, just a little less trash. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool 
I'm cool with people. It's it's all good. I just want less trash. That's all. Yeah, less trash like on the street, on the yeah. subway. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Less blowing blowing trash in the wind. Yeah, like less. Yeah, chip bags like hitting me in the <laughs> hitting face. Hitting me in the face. Yeah, that does happen a lot. And le- <laughs> I want less water dripping yeah, on less me. Less <laughs> liquids that are not rain falling. <laughs> yeah. From above. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great unless it get unless of it getting in my eye every time a little bit less yeah Yeah. i almost started wearing the stoggles like the glasses that just completely wrap around (laughs) the the eyes to protect you kind of have to because when it rains you're getting dripping off of buildings and off of awnings and then in the summer you're getting ac unit dripping yeah in your eye a little bit everything why does it find my eyes what i'm always curious about (laughs) like also same with bugs how oh, yeah, do they no. find my eye? That's just what they want to do. That's they what want, they're programmed they to do. They like it moist. They yeah. want the moist part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they want to go for the eye. That's it's, what it is. Yeah. Glassy. Glassy. Okay. <laughs> glassy. They don't call me glassy blassy for nothing. Story Pause. For <laughs> <time>. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Usually it's um, gassy blassy. Oh, got it. Because I do burp and fart got a lot. It. And I'm single again, so that makes sense. Back um, on the prowl. I thought it was worth it. I don't know how. Someone would be so lucky. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, yes, I still have, I still like the city. I like the pace. I s- told you my dream is just a bigger, nicer apartment. Yeah. <laughs> with a view of the water. Um, Respect. But that requires a lot of change in quality of life to aka money Mm -hmm. that's weird yeah money is (laughs) somehow equivalent to quality of life right in it and that win yeah and that way babes um but i'm still confused about how to acquire a certain amount of money on a consistent basis that doing something that feels fulfilling and good Mm -hmm. and i'm also i'm going to be 33 in a couple weeks so i'm approaching kind of that like liminal space mind space of like something has to shift that i'm doing Mm -hmm. but i feel like i've been doing the best that i can for a while and also like for me i'm like where's my trauma kind of getting in the way like where are the things that i'm nervous about to take the next step or I want to get to the next level career wise, but I literally feel like I have no idea what to do next. I have no answers. (laughs) I do this exact same conversation with myself. Yeah. Probably first thing in the morning and right before I go to bed. Yeah. And is it, and then do you come to any conclusions or you just have to go to work? (laughs) (laughs) I have to go to work. <laughs> I have to go to work so I get to stop thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to go. Yeah. No. Like, I love you so much, self. And I want that. For, uh, Shane, I want that for you, too. Let's but talk we about have, it later. But we have to go. Yeah. We'll we talk about this when we get home at night. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I want to know. I know a little bit about where you're from, but I would love to know more about, like, the origins. Where tell the people where you're from and how, how did you get a guitar in your hand first? Was it a guitar first that you no. started playing? Okay, cool. Um, so I'm from Anchorage, Alaska. 
That's where I was born and raised. Hell yeah. Because my mom had a very long career in the United States Air Force. Whoa. So she was cool. stationed uh, in Anchorage on Elmendorf Air Force Base in the 80s, which is, you know, my time of birth. <laughs> uh, when uh-huh. I was 12, she had her last year in the armed services, but my dad actually in the meantime had started a church. So we did her retirement year in Pensacola, Florida, uh, and then moved back because uh, the church was there. So that also answers like the music origin stories church. Cool. So uh, my mom, aside from being a military person, personnel, was also like choir director and like my sister's saying, and it was like my dad's church. I think my first instrument is probably drums. Okay. And then in school, saxophone. Yes. And then, uh, and like, you know, singing mm-hmm. um, and then guitar. Oh, okay, Because cool. when I left Anchorage uh, at 18, I had no other way of like putting down the ideas. So I had to like pick up an instrument. Yeah. Cool. Wow. That's wild. That's. I guess so. That feels like a lot. So you moved when you were 12 or 13 to Florida for a year? Yeah. Um, Y2K. Y2K. Yeah. And were, were was your family nervous about? Y2K? Yeah. I think everyone kind of was. I yeah. don't remember buying a lot of water and goods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think we stocked up a little bit. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember my parents... I don't remember anything yeah. about it. I, I have images of like the the news, like watching the news, but I was so... Oh, it was everywhere. Yeah, it was everything. Yeah, but, but I we was... We might have had like a military advantage too. I don't know. Yeah. You know I mean, like, I guess we would have just gone to base. Yeah. Gone to base. <laughs> Go to base. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I just remember like the computers and like to think about like what computers were like. Back they thought that like, computers couldn't count to 2000. That That's was, what was going on. That was sad. <laughs> and now the computer knows what you're going to say before you're going to say it. So we were adults, not us because we were children and we were fancy free, but adults were fucking stupid in oh, 1999 no sorry they were dumb and i don't take it back now. um no we just like didn't know about the computer i guess but i don't i don't i know there was some kind of panic but i barely remember that but to be wh- fair like we were still the majority of households were on dial-up still yeah of course and so it's just like the news just said <laughs> right that the computers weren't going to know how to reset and that's we, we took it and ran with it we believed it well i mean if we had a dime for everything, the news just said. There was hardly Google. There was Ask right. Jeeves. Yeah, yeah. Classic, which I miss a lot. I miss him a lot. Branding? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, the news just said. Like, I feel like that's also our whole lives, too. Period. Well, the news just Don't said. Get me. I'm going down. We'll go down a rabbit hole. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. the news said. Then, well, the news just said. Leads to a so, lot of bullshit. I know. Leads to a lot of kind of where we're at right now. <laughs> In this day and age, you said it, but and I said I don't. Care. These people don't. They want to hear about music, and we're not, and I refuse to give it to them. We'll go back. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll circle back. We're lots of circle circling back. I I do appreciate people listening, but also also I'm in a freaking Brooklyn bubble too. Mm-hmm. 
And so I can say, I feel like I can be like, well, those, those people just listen to the news and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I really don't even listen to any of that. Oh, no, nobody in New York just listens to the news. Right. Unless, no. unless nobody, <laughs> unless you are my 93 year old aunt Fran who does keep all of it on all the time oh, and okay. C-SPAN, which is I think like kind of a boss move because I don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But to like watch C-SPAN and understand it, I do maybe respect that. Anyways, I want to go back to you. Okay. Because moving at 12, did you go to a new school? Yeah. For I a did. year? Yeah, for about That's a year. middle school. I dominated. You did? Okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, good. That's <laughs> what I was worried about. I was like, oh no, Peter no. went to a new middle school. That's no, like the toughest fine. year ever. It was, a- it was actually sixth grade, which I think is middle school for some people, but... I, I don't know. Some people do sixth, seventh, eighth. Mine yes. was just seventh, eighth. But it was sixth grade at Pensacola Christian Academy. <gasps> Whoa. Who uh, is responsible for um, a curriculum called a Becca book, which is basically the national curriculum for all Christian schools. So it was like the core of Christian schooling is where I went for, yeah, for one grade. And you had gone to public school before then? No, I've only gone oh, to Christian schools. only gone to Christian schools. Yeah. Okay. And are you still- This one was just more like- More like Jesus is- Like you don't read this, anything else but the Bible. No. No, that's not true. No. Oh, okay. We, okay. No, you like you, you learn a lot. It was just like everything is rooted in like Christian principles. Okay. Creationism? Does that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. And are you religious now? Uh, I would not say religious, although I'm also finding as I get older that I would like to return to some disciplines mm-hmm. like about like Christianity. Yeah. And like Christ consciousness. Yes. Okay, cool. Trying to find out what gets you off How can I measure Distance from my head to yours Like arcane treasure Try to bring your mind offline Have you ever Cause looking at you I think it's time to share your sick pleasure I know there's more to you than what you let me see You're deeper than the ocean Real you is too much to hold in You wanna be a freak But first you must be free So start a revolution Say what you want and use me Cause I'm trying to find out what gets you off But how can I measure from my head to yours like arcane treasure one of my questions is like do you have a spiritual practice what is your kind of like spiritual outlook or toolbox um well lately i have been uh like first thing in the morning i'll like do scripture and meditation cool it's kind of like it really helps my mindset for the day because otherwise i like i'm pretty short-tempered i think yeah and uh and like have an addictive personality 
Okay. So it's like good for me to start the day that way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm trying to get back to like, you know, going to church and stuff like that. It just, it's not been happening. I'll probably go for Easter. Highly likely. Oh yeah. Cause then I get Sunday off. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Well that's, yeah. that's the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ninth. <laughs> and I mean, it's all over my songwriting too. Honestly, there's always like little references to like, biblical stories or like psalms and stuff where it's like if you know you know and if not it might just like slip right by Ooh, i mean as a jew who is now very into and interested in buddhism like went straight over my head yeah (laughs) do you have anything in wait before i talk about the songs i'm gonna go back to the spiritual practices but yeah mourning is so important it's critical it's critical yeah. I agree. And the Nichiren Buddhism that I have been interested in and practicing, it's like a chanting Buddhism. And they say you're supposed to do like at least 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night. I've been moving more into meditation of just, I need to quiet. I need to quiet myself in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like chanting is very active and, and you're supposed to, that's how you win your morning. Like win the day in the morning. That's what like, the chanting will do. Um, That's like capitalist Buddhism. <laughs> um, I mean, but yeah, you could look at it. was like 13th century, okay. like in Japan, okay, okay. sect of Buddhism. But no, I'm just joking. This is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh yeah, it could be. Yeah. Win, make money in the morning. That's how you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it does capture a lot of Western mindsets because you can chant for anything. Mm-hmm. That's like how it, I think brings people in and it is one of those things when people come to like when I like started uh, like transcendental meditation or even when I first reached for like any meditation like I was not doing well like I was really having anxiety attacks and panic attacks when I was 24 and the friend of mine just was like you should look into Gabby Bernstein and I like watched one YouTube video and then went like all in and grabbed all the books and was doing the meditations. Mm -hmm. And I was just grasping because I needed something to feel better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also potentially how it's relatable to, to chanting. Like you can chant for whatever you want and you come to it. Most people come to any of those self-help healing practices at like a really dark, dark time of like, I just need something. Yeah. Desperation. Totally. But a lot of it does you will find actual proof of like your own Buddha nature and your own Buddhahood is like what actually the practice is for. Mm-hmm. And then when, when you start to see some things working for you and like, Oh, this is a helpful practice. Even just getting like sitting on the meditation pillow every day, like seeing what that does by just having a little bit of discipline, no matter what it is, whether it's reading, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation, like actually giving your human brain some discipline yeah, will send you on a path. But, but like the capitalist part of like, Oh yeah, cool. Like I can chant for money. I can chant for this job. I can chant for this person. Like, fuck yeah. But also, and yeah. then, I mean, and then, yeah, I mean, people start there and then along the way, then you find humility. Yeah. Hopefully. I think that's the thing <laughs> with like a lot of spiritual practices or religious practices, like you might come into it from a perspective of like desperation or perspective of like selfishness or like wanting or longing or whatever 
you know, human traits that we naturally have. Yeah. And then at some point, like you just run into like humility. Yeah. Like, and you go from there. Yeah. And then hopefully, yeah, hopefully then the practice. And then practi- it becomes pure. Yeah. And then you become enlightened and you don't have to go to work anymore. <laughs> you never have to go to work again. Yeah. That's the dream. But also the, there's like the other part of Buddhism. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but there is like the, the concept What I think when people think of Buddhism is also like getting rid of everything, like having oh yeah, that's things. In, that's are, in like real Christianity too. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that. Like just like, getting rid of stuff will make you, will like, that's the root of suffering. Oh, totally. Is things. Yeah. And attachments, like how you attach to things too. Because it's like the, there's also, there's a really great podcast, plugging a pod on a pod. Can you imagine? Um, Really great podcast called Secular Buddhism, where he says, don't learn what you hear in, in, on this podcast to be a better Buddhist, just use it to be a better whatever you already are. Mm -hmm. Um, And really the, the root of suffering as he talks about is like wanting what's actually happening in the moment to be different, which always captured me of like, oh yeah. I mean, you have to feel your feelings also and you don't want to feel bad. But if you're like, God, I wish this wasn't fucking happening or I didn't, I don't have enough this or I don't have that. Like that, that is where the inner tension comes from. Yeah. But okay. I want to tell me a little bit more about, I don't think I know enough about, if you feel comfortable about like some of those Christian teachings or something that's, that's relatable to where you're finding your spirituality now. Um, well, um, lately I'm focusing on, uh, self discipline. Yeah. Cool. So I was actually, uh, sharing with JJ on the way up to this studio today. Yeah. I'm on about 15 days without, uh, cigarettes. (gasps) Oh my God. Um, I feel really, really good. That's huge. Cigarettes are. Yeah. This is like my second time around doing it. Cigarettes are not a joke to quit. It's not. It's really fucking hard. I think harder than they say it's like harder than heroin. Oh, you think so? I heard it's like. I don't want to find out. No, (laughs) I don't either. But it's definitely harder than quitting drinking, I think. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I I feel great. I'm fine. I think, I think I've lost like 25 pounds oh yeah and which was just i think maybe it's the setting of like i'm not like a i'm not like a casual cigarette smoker i'm like a pack and a half Mm -hmm. depending on what the day is like yeah and usually like there's something about it that just like leads me kind of into situations where i'm going to smoke a lot like if I'm not, gotcha. if I'm not going to smoke a cigarette, then that means like, okay, then I probably won't stay up till five in the morning because if I do, then I'm going to want a cigarette. So yeah. let me go to bed. <laughs> let me go home, be home by nine and be in the bed by 1130. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Which means, you know, I won't be like eating crown fried chicken at 330 AM. Right. It is so good though. I won't drink like as much because... I won't be up as late yeah. because if I'm up as late, I won't, you know, it's like all kind of connected. Of course. Yeah. They yeah. all play together. It's just like 
making new choices. Yeah. And I mean, people, people have a lot of different ways that they like find self-discipline. But with me, it's like, I'm reading scriptures specifically like pertinent to like respecting your body as like a temple. Yeah. Staying away from temptation and like having like self-discipline and yada, yada. Yeah. That's brilliant. You, you're giving yourself guidance. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think. And if it fails, please don't. This is my backfire. <laughs> so I like, usually I don't like to like actually say when I'm not, when I stopped doing something, <laughs> but then you like, get to it's be on record. And then like, you know, a year later when you, you see me like on the corner, <laughs> like you got a cigarette, you got a cigarette. <laughs> with, three, with three new ports in my yeah. mouth, just like a huge pack. Don't like, judge oh. me. Yeah. Well, you get to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, yeah. We have the community <laughs> here to hold you accountable, but also like, progress and like i'm sure in a year you get to look back and be like wow that was 15 days now it feels like nothing yeah like totally normal yeah yeah but you have to give i think that's did you have the scriptures the first time around that you quit cigarettes um i don't i mean no i don't think i was using that at all i was like kind of more reliant on self i mm -hmm. think yeah which i think you'll probably be able to hold off cig smoking cigarettes for longer or forever with the help yeah. of the guidance. I think we all need that. I think it's hard to do things alone. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really hard to do hard things alone. And yeah. this year actually, even though I've been sober a couple, like two years and a couple months, oh, nice. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, ever go to AA, I was like, I'm just going to kind of do it on my own. And I had, I've had this chanting practice, which has been helpful mm -hmm. of like, okay, I can go back to this or I, at least I know what I'm doing at the top and the end of my day. But things have gotten really intense in my personal life this year. And I was like, I'm still a little bit unclear about whether I think I'm an alcoholic or not, but I have been going to more meetings, AA meetings and Al-Anon meetings because I'm yeah. just like, I can't fucking do this by myself. Yeah. Like I really, 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 really don't want to drink again. I love my life without alcohol. Um, even though I feel everything and even with quitting cigarettes too, like you, you feel everything. You feel everything and you 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 confront certain parts of yourself at certain parts of the day, at certain parts of the year, in certain experiences that you don't have that thing you can go back to to numb even just a little bit. Yeah. And without that numbing there's openness which is very scary, but I've gotten to a point where I'm like I don't think I can do it by myself and like having having something to read or having um, like a quiet corner for myself in mm -hmm. the morning has really, really gotten through. So that, and now in your case, having like a community sometimes, yeah. And which I think is another like tenet of Christianity. That's really important that I want to get back to. Yes. That was like very like, uh, closed off, you know, mm -hmm. it's still, that part still kind of freaks me out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to like be part of a congregation. Yeah. But it's kind of part of it. Trapping your mind offline. Have you ever? Because looking at you, I think it's time to 
share your sick pleasure I know you wait till you're alone to feel yourself As if you were an island And you don't need my help Let's bring it back to when I really knew you well And nothing was a secret Not that I would tell Cause I was just trying to find out what gets you off But how can I measure Sick pleasure, your sick pleasure, and all your sick pleasure. into anyone's mouth but I do feel like writing a song or those moments where like you just get visited by the muse Mm -hmm. is like that is the gospel whatever you write even if it's not necessarily about your devotion or love to God you got this no wild creative gift yeah and it's it's from you to others so you're like spreading your word yeah and your seed too. Or sometimes like the song is to you uh-huh. through you to others. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some songs are like I like I wrote it down, but I'm not sure like I'm I think this one just like visited me. Yeah. And I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And could be used for someone else or else you could just keep it and have it and tuck it away and yeah. see it like a couple years later or something. Some songs I have no like I think I know what the subject or the or, or what it's about. Yeah. I think I know. And then like <laughs> three or four years later, I'm like, oh, that's what that's about. Cool. I don't know if that ever happens to you. You think you know what you wrote. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then like years down the line, you're like, oh, actually, that's that's what that song is about. Yeah. I feel like I've been writing for less amount of time, writing songs for less amount of time no. than you. So I'm not. Yeah. Oh, really? I, th- I think. Are you calling me? I'm older. No, I'm saying you just uh, have been a musician longer than I have. Well, because I. I was doing mostly theater, like and I've said, said this on the pod before, but I'm done. Grew up doing mostly theater, and then started playing in a band when I was like 25. But was doing mostly covers. I I did not do any of my own originals until like 2018. Um, okay. And then 2019 was sort of writing more music, and then 2020, I since I wasn't doing anything and living in my cousin's room in Bowie, Maryland, that I picked up the guitar and started teaching myself how to play. 2020? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. And <laughs> but like, but it's like, I can only do like chords and like that one picking pattern that I do. But like, but like I, she's a musician or yeah. uh, she's, a magi- <laughs> she's a magician. Like she can fake it, but, <laughs> but that's all I did for that whole year. Uh huh. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to try to write more music. So I kind of for like three years have only really been kind of digging in. So I don't have too much perspective, but I feel like my songs are too much about like exactly me, what I'm going through right now in the moment where I I'm would like, love to have this, this little part of the conversation, like two years from now and, yeah. see, if, and see if any <laughs> of the, the songs that you've written so far, you're like, well, yeah, well, that was totally just about like me and what I'm going through. But now that I'm in another part of life and I look back at it, I'm like, oh, this is actually, there's a theme here that's way bigger than what I thought. Yeah, I would love, I would, I hope, I hope I have more perspective on my songs than right now. What I think is just, I'm really sad about this person not a- able to love me. That's every mm. single fucking song. And it's oh, yeah. fine. It's relatable. Everybody has that. But I'm kind of getting bored with myself. <laughs> oh, don't be. Because I'm like, I would like to write a love song once. I would love to do that. But I'm like, I don't really love anyone yet. <laughs> but I don't think. Oh. Are you listening? Are you out there? <laughs> I don't love anyone yet. No, I have. She doesn't love you. <laughs> She I don't. Never did. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Um, wasn't <laughs> up to snuff, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but also I'm. I have been kept keeping myself very limited to like love of partner, where it's like actually I do have a lot more love in my life that I can write about. Yes. And Noah, who was our first interview, um, he has this amazing love song that's about his snake. Love that. <laughs> you would never know unless you sit down with him for a Shay and the Good People interview. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, it's such a good song. Um, and he was like, yeah, I just wrote it about how much I love my snake. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. Noah's so pure. He's so pure. We love you, Noah. Yeah. Noah Lexi. Um, okay. What were we talking about? Oh, songs, perspective. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you about um, Freeform Bird because you said that you wrote that song when you were 22. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah, you were like... Freeborn Bird. Yeah, yeah. Wait, form? Born. Oh, Freeborn Bird. Yeah, like... Okay, uh, got the notes wrong. Born free, as free as the wind blows. Uh, Okay, so I want to know more about this song and who were you talking about because it sounds like you were talking about that you were dating someone hot yeah okay same one i'm i'm not you don't remember yeah i guess i guess you know someone can conceptually wonderful in everyone's eyes and then okay so how are you seeing this song now as like years later is it is it written about the thing you initially wrote about um yeah, I think so. I, th- you know, I haven't really like. I sing it because I just like that song. It's a for great me, song. For me, it's just like when if I perform that song, I'm just like, man, like I did really good on this. Yeah, you're like I can I'm fucking not sing about anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not like attributing anything to anyone other than the fact that like I did it. Yeah. You're like, I sang the damn song and it's fucking good. Yeah. And it was your closer for the set. So like also as performers, we have to think about like, what does the set do Mm -hmm. over? Like, I want them to like, I mean, it captured my mind and I'd heard you sing it at, um, I'd heard you sing it at J Street, and I think, I think you might have sang it at Basement Social. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I just been liking it more and more. It's so it's like an older song, like you said, that I actually, my friend Antonio, who lives in Baltimore, nice um, shout out Marilyn, who Woo. is uh, he's been a hip hop producer and songwriter and rapper singer extraordinaire for a very long time yeah um and more than a few of the songs that i like wrote at a young age were like in a dark like bedroom studio fruity loop situation with him (laughs) yeah and freeborn bird is is one of those so it was like his beat and i just kind of i think that was like a one take just like freestyle like over this beat which cool. i don't know just like that's why i like it it's just it's kind of like this free maybe that's why you said free form because that's like the way that it's like <laughs> written or it's like i very much just like vibed on top of like a beat and there's that song there yeah really that that is kind of how i heard it and that's how i and you open with that line too mm-hmm. my baby is a free born bird but mm-hmm. i heard form yeah. So, but that's well, uh, not the lyric, but that's the vibe. Same, same. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's just like, yeah, it's like, and it's loosely like a nod to uh, Rock and Robin. Yeah. Cool. Because um, of Twilly? Twilly? Yeah. Twilly? 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 Yeah. 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 That's so good. It's so, it's so catchy. I like was listening on my way over here, I was listening over to your set and yeah, it was the last song I listened to, but also it was just like, as I was ordering coffee, as I was setting up in here, I was just like, it's just, it's so good. It's such a great, it just, if it feels really good, it's such a good song. And I, I, I just put some notes down because I wanted to ask you about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks. My baby is a freeborn bird with a natural curve like I've never seen. Everyone's in love with her, but my bird's in love with me. She's over my head sometimes. But my hands are right where she wants to be Everyone's in love with her But my bird's in love with me Bird sings a perfect verse Three little words, her secret hers I hear an open door 
Kishi Zen will give me Just your musicality is such a mix of everything. Like I've talked about some folks on the podcast before about like the kind of annoyance of genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like so many of us now are like feel genreless, and I feel that towards you and your voice too. Like I can't put you, and I don't want to put you under any genre. But that is so kind. <laughs> well, I really feel that like you're so you like you are Peter Baldwin and I'm just fangirling a little bit because I just love your music and your songs and your voice is so comforting. Like it's just in my, it feels just like in my chest and that I feel like I, I feel like I can, as an audience member, I can trust you and your songs of like, Oh, I trust this artist. Like Mm. I'm going to learn something about myself. I'm going to learn something about you you the songwriter just by your music and your musicality Mm -hmm. and like well are there people specifically besides the music of the church that you listen to a lot that you feel like oh yeah i i always feel comforted when i listen to their music and or i always wanted my music to sound like this person Yeah, yeah um the combination of Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald, I used to listen to religiously. <laughs> cool. Um, just like cheek to cheek. Yes. And, uh, Mr. Paganini, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, Sketches of Spain by Miles Davis was really important to me uh, in high school because I did grow up on almost strictly like Christian music, which is like very, very good. Yeah. But in context is like, it, it like has a purpose. And so like listening to Miles was like probably one of my first experiences of hearing like music where the purpose was music. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of like helped change my perspective or add to it a lot. Um, John Mayer, I don't care. Like I adore <laughs> i mean he's so good i just i <laughs> yes i think JJ there's in the actually back. an entire generation of people like my age that includes like jj obviously me even like daniel caesar and frank ocean <laughs> yeah and like on down who kind of used listening to john mayer to freak their own like genre or their own like thoughts on songwriting yeah um uh, and then i'd say like i think at the time also like feist i love leslie feist yeah hell yeah um uh, i mean the list kind of goes on and on uh curtis mayfield mm-hmm. uh you know stevie marvin yeah, yeah. all of those things yeah. richie havens mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean the foundation of like incredible music and like Louie and Ella and Ella is always my number one of like, I think pound for pound greatest vocalist all time to me. 
Yeah, uh, easily, easily, Just like, ever. What? <laughs> like, fight me. Yeah, like, come for me. Like, come for the come, pod. Come like, number me. one, baby. Yeah. Um, and and just the creativity is insane is so inspiring yeah and yeah uh, uh, like that foundation of just like this is really fucking good musicianship and really good music and then what we actually grew up with contemporarily of like yeah john mayer's fucking great and so fucking hot <laughs> so that helps. you know what happened i almost like i i almost was depressed the other day what? my my girlfriend's sister's fiance which is like the technical term for like my friend brett just <laughs> yeah. sent me a clip it. of sent me a clip of so john is on a solo tour right now and coming to which New York. makes me nauseous because I want to go so bad but MSG costs so much money I know um in his Nashville show with thoughts and prayers to Nashville at the moment but in his Nashville show he actually brought Cheryl Crow on stage and played strong enough <gasps> and <sighs> like every single time that Brett and I are together we just like we turn on strong enough or I pick up a guitar and we just like play it made me nauseous. May like I hate my life. I missed <laughs> I missed that. But he sent it to you. No, but I want to be there. <laughs> but like, you got to hear it. <laughs> you're like, that's not fucking good enough. No, I get it. But honestly, that shows your love for him and for that song. And Cheryl and for, Crow. And, too. And Cheryl Crow. Cheryl yeah. Crow. yeah. <laughs> And the fact that I'm sure, okay, and the fact that Yeba opened for John Mayer yeah. last year, I'm sure there's a million bajillion people who asked Yeba to open for them. But like the fact that she, I mean, I actually don't know, but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, we don't know how it went down, but like, we don't know how it went down, but the fact that she said yes and she's like, I'm gonna, she doesn't do a lot of shows. And the fact that she was like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to clear my schedule for that. John Mayer is very important to, uh, to a very large number of musicians from many, many genres. Like, yeah, he's like, a, but they don't want to admit it. They don't want to say it. <laughs> they don't want to say it. But you're here to change that to give people permission to say it's okay. It's okay. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. My friend Inez also loves John Mayer. You should follow her on Instagram because she's always like, like they uh, are in a relationship on uh-huh. her Instagram stories, uh-huh. and she's always like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited that my fiance is coming into town to play yeah. MSG." So I, I have grown to love John Mayer more through her love for him, through other really talented musicians' love for him. It's just like a fun, like pop culturey thing to be like. No, he's he's a douche. We don't like him, but like, like okay, but like, you're feeling nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> you have physical body signs for like, John Mayer. I really do. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I've seen so him much. at least four times. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> it's just true. Yeah, it's just true. It is true. And also speaking of Yeba and not performing a lot as a super fan, me to you i feel like you don't perform as much as i want you to and also want to acknowledge that it's really hard to do a lot of shows in new york 
Yeah. Uh, so that 68J show, I actually had it as a residency for like three years. I do it once a month. Yeah, but I didn't know you yet. So yeah, I know. <laughs> well, just, I get yeah. tired. Yeah. I get I get tired. It's weird. Yeah. But also you, you work like you have a full time you have a full time gig. I I don't know. I think it's like different from like n- normal. It's not normal. I get like yeah. I get really tired just doing I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Yeah. And and then it's not fun for me. So I have to like I have to chill. Yeah, I respect that. And also it's your life and your artistry. Like if you don't want to do a show you and you don't feel good, like you definitely don't have to. Yeah. And I think there's something to like people wanting more. Yeah. Well, yeah, this, this year I'm, I'm putting in like, I'm putting in the effort. That's a big part of why, like I'm not smoking. Yeah. Frank Sinatra smoked a lot like me, but uh-huh. would never smoke if he had to record. So I'm like, I'm going to Frank Sinatra this year <laughs> yeah. because I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a really good musician. I'm going to record some songs. I'm going to play some shows. Cool. So that's like the focus. It's going to happen. Um, but to like what you're saying, I want it to be like for good reason. Yeah. I respect that. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like, I want to, I want to play a, a show kind of spaced out maybe because this one is in this setting or like it's for this purpose or it's because something just got released or, yeah, you know? Yeah. And as we said earlier, it doesn't feel like Brooklyn and New York like wants to support musicians and songwriters anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if that's a definite, it's just like, it's, it's, it's almost an investment like on your part if you want to play because because you have like there aren't like there are really really good venues in new york city um you know from msg to elsewhere yeah but a little bit less of like the like cafes and like smaller venues lower stakes things that kind of help uh, a singer songwriter or someone starting out to like grow an audience yeah like yeah it's you have to show up to a venue with an audience and it's like it's very time consuming it's It's like all of the all of the schlep before the show is just like yeah I, i can't do that all year long no i'll do it a couple times and hopefully have really good turnouts yeah but, uh, yeah, it's not like, you know, I'm starting in Orlando, I'm like 18 years old. I was just like going to an open mic, um, a super accessible open mic where you don't, you didn't have to buy three drinks to play yeah. a song. Yeah. And people were there to see musicians and to, yeah. to, to find somebody new instead of like all open mics I go to are all musicians. And like, it's all musicians. It's like <laughs> we hate the list each other. Fills no, up so, <laughs> the list fills up very quickly. There's like a good community of musicians here yeah. today, but it's not like I don't know. It's not like you're just going to a hookah bar on NYU campus. I know, and building your audience there. I know, and that that's really really sad to me. And I. This is what I'm trying to figure out with like producing my own shows. I love putting shows together. I love bringing people together. Yeah, you do really good at that. Thank you. But it is so expensive and it is really, 
I get, I get, I'm getting burnt out faster than I was when I was like in my mid twenties doing it. And I'm confused about how to build an audience and hopefully like people listening to the pod will like, we're taking ideas. Yeah, we're taking any ideas over here yeah. and interns. Yeah. And inter- we do need to build the company. Yeah. <laughs> we need, we need more good people. Um, no, but I agree. And I'm, and, and that is to say people that are listening, the best thing that people can do is share what we're doing. Totally. Even if you can't go to a show, but you like a musician or you follow a band, like repost their show or something, or I don't know. It's not, it's not on anybody. It's not on any one person, but it helps out so much. Mm-hmm. The more exposure you can show your friends and your community, the things that you love, mm-hmm. like watching the people rise that you love or get to the next level to me feels really fucking good. And yeah. I, that's why I like knowing so many people. Cause I want to see what happens next for yeah. everyone. But it's a very confusing time living and being a, an, an artist and an entertainer in New York because for me, cause I just want to play all the time. That would be great. Yeah. But again, if just that's th- just what, if that's what you had to do, if that, <laughs> if that was the qualifications for playing all the time was just playing. I'm there. <laughs> that's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, <sighs> yeah, there's a lot of, it takes a lot of energy. I have a lot of respect for you and like JJ and knowing people that like have the energy to do it. <laughs> I, at the moment I don't, and I was going to be a little bit more sparing about. And, yeah, and I out. and I really respect that, and I think everyone listening and everyone watching, anyone listening later who ends up following you, seeing your shows, like it's a rare opportunity at this point that you get to see Peter play. <laughs> so, like, go to the show because it's really good, and um, yeah, also just help us. Like, if you please, can't go to the show, like, Lisa. <laughs> Like send the post around. If you see a show that I'm doing, if you see a show that Peter's doing yeah. and you can't go, just put it up on your story and just yeah, be like, not? Hey, the show's happening. It costs you nothing. Yeah. Um, you're already logged in. You're already scrolling. Won't ruin your reputation. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I could really talk to you forever and ever and ever. And I just, I'm so, so grateful and honored that you were on all the shows that I did and that you, <laughs> and that you came in to do the podcast. Thank you so much. No, no, no. Actually, thank you <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because <laughs> no, because it's like you've like revitalized like my love for like music and community mm. where it was like really dissipating. <laughs> and I think that uh, you deserve all the flowers. <laughs> thank and you. thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's mutual. The infinity yeah. <laughs> loop of joy is here. Yeah. Um, and why don't you tell the people, tell the people at home or in their cars or taking a bath where they can find you on the internet. If you have music, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. My name is Peter Baldwin. Uh, my Instagram is stay encouraged. My, uh, my latest project that you can find on all of the social media streaming or whatever platforms uh, is under bed study. That's bed with an extra D and, uh, and there's more coming soon. So stay tuned. So excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us at Shay and the good people at Shay and the good people spell it all out. I'm not going to spell it because I can't remember how to spell people, <laughs> uh, but I really appreciate you listening and watching. If you know somebody who likes music 
share the podcast with them. If you want to come see the show, like see people for, perform and then hear their story and learn about them. We're at Pete's candy store. Everything's on the Instagram. We love you. Bye. <laughs> Baby, Thank you so much for listening to this interview. If you liked what you heard, come out and see the show. Come out and see Shane the Good People live. We're at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn. It's monthly. I don't know of the exact dates, but follow us on Instagram to see when we're going to be there next. It's at Shay and the Good People. Again, that's at Shay and the Good People, just like it's spelled. And I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to New Daydream Studios, JJ Allen and Irving, who captures all the audio from the shows. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do